It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew right here on MazeandBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and it is a wonderful time to be alive with Michigan at 1-0. It was a great win over the weekend. We're not going to talk too much about that, though. We are going to talk Michigan football recruiting. And joining me today are John Simmons and Stephen Asentoski. Boys, how are we doing after uh, a pretty good whooping of that boat over in Minnesota? It was a great weekend. Yeah, excited to talk about football, actual football. Actual football, yeah. I mean, it was a... It wasn't a, a good start. Don't get me wrong. It, a little concerning with, uh, uh, with, with the punt and uh, the punt block and them scoring in a couple plays right after that and, and the penalty. But, you know, they, they turned it around. They had a, a very uh, all-around good game, rushing, passing, I mean, defense. It was great. And you would imagine that with an all-around solid performance on the road against a top 25 team, uh, playing the 730 ABC game, you probably had a lot of eyeballs on that game, whether it be from fans, uh, just fans of college football in general, uh, but also big-time recruits. And I just wanted to talk about a few of those guys that were probably watching this game on Saturday, uh, watching very closely, especially in this 21 class, because Michigan's still got a few guys left on the board, and none other than Donovan Edwards is the biggest a guy left on the board, the uh, four-star, a top 50 overall prospect from West Bloomfield. A real big target here. In my opinion, he's been the biggest recruit in this class all throughout uh, for Michigan, even bigger than J.J. McCarthy. 
in my opinion. Uh, this guy is a must-get with him being in the backyard and with uh, the position of need at running back. And, John, I'll, I'll just start with you because you had mentioned uh, in our Slack channel uh, during the game when Michigan opened up that offensive drive, that first one, with that a swing pass to Blake Corum uh, that went for a pretty good gain. It was around 20 yards or so. Uh, you had said uh, something along the lines of, you know, paging Donovan Edwards. Hope you're watching this right now uh, because that is definitely in his future if he were to commit to Michigan. Yeah, I think just one of the main themes throughout Donovan Edwards' uh, recruitment has been he wants to see how the offenses will uh, use him, especially in the passing game, because he kind of sees himself as an all-around back that can go out, split out wide in the slot, even and catch passes. And I think Michigan, as opposed to you know Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley or or Georgia, uh, had a lot more to prove about what their system will look like under Josh Gaddis since his only his second year. Uh, so I, I kind of think that uh, the first being the first play from scrimmage season, you know, a pass to a true freshman running, uh, you know, one, let guys come in and be contributors uh, as soon as they step on campus, if they prove themselves and two, that they'll let running backs be involved in the pass game. And you saw Joe Milton spread it out a lot. Um, a lot of people are getting catches. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, I think Edwards saw a lot of things from that offense, like most fans that got, uh, would get him excited and he could definitely uh, envision himself in that offense now. Yeah. I think at one point, Joe Milton had something along the lines of like uh, nine passes to eight different guys or something along those. I mean, he was passing to pretty much everybody at a reception to uh, Mike Sainer still Giles Jackson, AJ Henning, Roman Wilson, Blake Corn. I mean, he was passing to literally everybody in that wide receiver and running back room. And uh, I, it looked very good offensively. Uh, Steven, I'll just uh, throw it over to you because uh, you were a little concerned uh, with Donovan Edwards in our Slack channel uh, not too long ago saying uh, that uh, you're, you're kind of just in, in a little bit of a uh, holding pattern right now uh, uh, with Donovan, Donovan Edwards uh, saying that uh, you think that w- with how deep the running back room is, you, you were getting a an eerie feeling uh, uh, that he might uh, go elsewhere or that you were at least a little concerned. How, how are you feeling today in regards to all of that, especially after that good, uh, the way that the running backs were used and, and how well they looked against Minnesota? Yeah, I think that the key part is Michigan rotating guys. And I think Michigan can cleverly use that to say, look, we don't want to you know, give you too much too early. We want to establish everyone, see what everyone's made of. It's, it's early. Um, establish a role for everybody. So them spreading the ball around, Michigan obviously has probably one of the deepest running back rooms, if not in the Big Ten in the country. So showing that, um, I, I've you know stepped away from from the ledge a little bit in terms of that initial take of you know being a crowded room. I think it shows both with their receiving core and the the running back room that Michigan isn't afraid to get young guys uh, in early. I mean Roman Wilson, I think was one of the first completions or at least first targets in the game and he showed out yet AJ Henning there as well. So um, I think that should at least ease his mind. You know, if, if he's looking to be the guy freshman year, I still don't think the schools that he's looking at would offer him that opportunity. You know, Oklahoma, Georgia, those are powerhouse schools that have some guys waiting in the wings as well. So I think Michigan did everything they could. And as John mentioned, 
Um, I don't think that first play was a coincidence at all. That felt like a recruiting pitch on the very first play on a swing pass to to Corum. So that's really good to see. And it can't hurt to see your former teammate, Makari Page, starting as a true freshman on the defensive side. Obviously, um, you know, it's defense, so he's not paying as close attention as the offensive side. But another West Bloomfield alum uh, getting playing time early, that that also bodes well. It definitely bodes well. And, yeah, Makari Page had a lot of playing time, especially after Daxton Hill left the game with injury. So all of those factors pretty much lead to – I and I've always been of the opinion that Edwards will eventually go to Michigan, and I think a lot of these factors will, will help that uh, eventually come to light and uh, uh, will eventually get that pledge from Donovan Edwards to go to Michigan. Uh, but definitely a uh, a big thumbs up in terms of the running back usage uh, with Haskins getting six attempts uh, on the ground. Charbonnet had four, Corum had five, and Chris Evans had five. So they distributed it quite well, uh, I would imagine. Uh, if you're a running back that I, – now I know a lot of dudes coming out of high school want to be that guy in the running back room right off the bat. They want to be the star. But the way that it works, running backs uh, – their, their shelf life in the NFL doesn't last as long as it used to. So to, to have those fresh legs and to be able to take six carries for 82 yards, like how Haskins did on Saturday, or like Charbonnet, four carries for 70 yards, that goes a long way in not only preserving your health for the future, but also, I mean, if you're picking up big chunk yards like that, you're going to get – you're going to be noticed. So uh, I, I think uh, Edwards definitely – took notice of that on Saturday. I want to talk about a few yeah. defensive recruits. Uh, did uh, Go ahead, John. Did you have one more thing? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that Edwards and Page are like best friends too. They're not just former teammates. He's brought up a lot as being a big factor for uh, Edwards here. So I think that they're going to definitely talk about uh, what it's like seeing the field and everything there. So I think it's uh, just a little bit more than maybe just going to the same school. I think it's uh, the page playing a lot is going to be a big deal. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully uh, Cornell Wheeler can come back from whatever he's going through right now. Uh, it se- sounded like he was going through something. Uh, another West Bloomfield kid. Uh, hopefully he can get on the field sometime soon as well. It sounded like he was having a pretty decent camp uh, before he got injured. I'm sure that would go a long way as well. So uh, another couple of defensive recruits that I wanted to talk about one committed, one uncommitted. Let's talk about the committed recruit first with Jaden Hood. Now there have been talks of him wanting to uh, continue taking visits at some point if he were allowed uh, to take visits to other schools. Minnesota uh, was one of those schools that he had been eyeing a potential visit to. And just my thoughts, I think that this beatdown of Minnesota uh, on Saturday is going to go a real long way Uh, with Hood solidifying his commitment to Michigan. And I never really got the sense that there would be a decommitment by any means, but because you always have these kids every cycle that they commit, but they still want to end up taking visits. Uh, Last season or in last recruiting cycle, Jordan Morant uh, took a few uh, recruiting visits. I believe one to Texas A&M and maybe one to USC. Uh, There were a few schools that he ended up visiting after he committed, but you get this every cycle. Jaden Hood just happened to be that guy and I think that this win will help solidify Michigan and distance themselves a little bit uh, from the University of Minnesota in terms of there being a potential flip. Steven, I'll start with you here. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think it's for guys like that who want to get visits during the season, you put a little more weight just on the season, uh, just how the team plays during that season. So I think you couldn't get off to a better start there. You know, he is going to um, be on campus. We'll, we'll talk about that, I know, in a little bit, but um, on November 14th. So that'll be good to kind of bond with the guys as well. So I don't have any issue with guys visiting. And I think I, I agree with the approach that Michigan takes where, you know, they don't encourage it, but I know previous staffs have kind of dissuaded uh, recruits from doing so. I think having a recruit make the most informed decision get as many visits as they can make the best decision for themselves because say Michigan doesn't give their commits the, um, you know, appropriate uh, attitude um, approach towards guys taking visits. If that guy comes to school and doesn't have the proper background on what other campuses look like, things like that, that's a higher likelihood for that guy to transfer down the line, in my opinion. So I think he sticks with Michigan. I think he's a good fit for, for Michigan's defense overall. And, um, I think this defense is, is still young, but shows enough aggressiveness. And I think it's a defense that gets a lot of recruits excited overall. So for those guys that are maybe waiting or uh, want to get visits in, I think Michigan has a great campus. So when he does uh, get to campus with a couple other commits, that'll um, do some good to help solidify that. But uh, I don't see him as like a high risk to go elsewhere at this point. No, I, at this point, I don't either. And especially with the way the linebackers played, I thought the linebackers played really well. So if you're Jaden Hood, you probably take notice of guys like Cameron Gohn, uh playing pretty well. Guys like Mike Barrett uh, playing really well. Obviously, he probably won't be a Viper, but Michael Barrett obviously being a linebacker, uh, it really bodes well, I, I think, for Jaden Hood to, to stay uh, committed to Michigan. John, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think McGrone and Barrett flashed uh, a lot during that game, and Josh Ross led the team in tackles. So even though you may not have noticed him a lot, he was still very productive. And uh, even like uh, one of Hood's other top contender uh, guys trying to flip him, Miami played in an ugly 1914 win over Virginia. I didn't watch any of the game, but just looking at the score makes me think it was not a very exciting game to see. So I think clearly. Uh, Michigan left a really good impression in his mind. Now let's take a, a further look at the defensive backs uh, during this game. I thought for the most part, they played okay. Um, I, obviously, I don't think uh, this was their best game by any means, but Jamon Green for his first uh, big time playing action, I thought he played real well. Vincent Gray in, uh, in terms of rushing defense, I thought was pretty good. Coverage was a little iffy, but uh, from the, for the most part, it was okay. And the safeties, I thought Makari Page, uh, for being a true freshman, he played about a as well as I would have expected for a true freshman, especially with the fact that they lined him up uh, on Rashad Bateman quite a bit. I, I thought that that was a recipe for disaster, quite honestly, and it showed a few times. Uh, but the defensive back in the 21 class that I want to talk about, who's probably looking at these cornerbacks, uh, Green and Gray, uh, is O'Marion Cooper, who is still committed to Florida State, but has talked uh, with the Michigan coaching staff uh, quite a bit, especially since committing. Uh, Mike Zordich, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Don Brown, those guys have not let up their pursuit of the four-star from the state of Florida. And uh, it, honestly, I, I think if there's any flip to be had, John, it would be from Cooper. 
Uh, Florida State, it's just it, they're just not a good program at the moment. They're the way that they just play. You don't really get inspired at all, and just how the way um, with Brandon Jennings, with with how things went there, with him saying that he didn't really know Omarion Cooper very well uh, after he decommitted. There just doesn't seem to be a togetherness like there is with this uh, Michigan recruiting class. Uh, obviously I'm just on the outside looking in, in terms of Florida state, but it, just on the outside looking in, even it, it doesn't really look that great. So John, what do you think? Uh, the defensive backs played pretty well. I would imagine Cooper was probably uh, taking an eyeing of that and uh, uh, could bode well with Michigan's chances eventually. But I, I think this is an, one of those recruitments that, it doesn't really matter how well they play. I think if he's going to flip, he's going to flip for other reasons. Yeah, and I think if ever all Michigan fans are kind of watching uh, how Jemin Green plays from now on to see if this is real or not, uh, you know, to see if Zordich could develop another guy and turn him into a stud. So if he does that, that's just another, you know, notch in his belt for the development aspect of it. But, yeah, uh, Florida State got crushed again, you know, coming off their upset of North Carolina – um, their one bright spot of the season, they get demolished by 48-16 to Louisville, who is not a super great team in their own right. So they're sitting at two and four now. They could easily lose, you know, three, four of their final games and finish with a two and eight, three and seven uh, type season. So it's going to be rough going for them for sure. So I, I think Cooper is definitely – a big flight risk. And I think if he decides to flip, it's going to be Michigan. I don't even know who else would be running second there. I know South Carolina, I think picked up some interest there, um, but they just got demolished by LSU. So yeah, uh, I think Michigan's in a, put themselves in a really good spot there. And they're, uh, you know, the performance on Saturday, I think is just another thing pushing them towards the, the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I agree. I think the performance, it, it, it speaks for itself. They didn't give up too much. And uh, overall, I think they played uh, pretty well, uh, limiting Bateman to uh, what he had. Now, he racked up a lot of catches, but a lot of them weren't deep balls. A lot of them weren't uh, him burning guys. Um, so I, I thought for the the youth in the defensive backfield i thought they played about as well as they could have uh, against a guy like bateman so steven what do you think about this recruitment moving forward obviously michigan's not going to stop pursuing him he's been very receptive uh, to michigan's pitches it is pretty close with mike zordich and don brown i would imagine that they just keep going until the bell yeah i i Everything I've read, everything I've seen, I feel pretty confident. I'm not going to say like 80%, but like maybe closer to 60% if I had to. Um, there just seems to be a huge push from the staff, from all of the players. Um, John mentioned like the cohesion and you did Yvonne as well. So that's something that I, I think plays a big difference. And even if he wasn't too close with uh, you know the other Florida State uh, flip, that's something that the class as a whole takes a look at. Um, that's losing one of your top guys in your class going elsewhere. That's something that even if you don't have that close connection with, that's going to raise some eyebrows. And I think you said the John was mentioned just kind of the, the trajectory that the programs are at and Michigan 
is on the right one and Florida State has been on the wrong one for for quite some time so I think Mm -hmm. the youth that Michigan's playing there and I think the defense lends itself really well to quarterback recruiting just because they depend a lot on those guys a lot of you know we saw Jimon Green a lot with some pass breakups that uh, he was often alone you know he was running stride for stride with Bateman um, and Michigan relies a lot on those guys in single man-to-man press coverage and that's something I, I think really resonates a lot with these recruits where they Michigan mm-hmm. sets them up well for success and asks a lot of them. And I think that's, uh, Zordich is a, a, not the most like, um, savvy recruiter, but he tells it how it is. And I think that's something that I've continuously read that Cooper is very receptive to. So all the relationships, everything that Michigan's doing to push the play on the field. If, if there's a flip that's going to happen, this is one that, like it, it, Michigan left no page unturned. If he was ever going to flip, this would be uh, the guy who would flip. And, um, you know, it's not going to be a, a what if it's like, okay, Cooper just decided not to. So I, I like how hard Michigan is going here. I like the chances and I'm probably closer to 60%, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, you do everything you can. You do everything you can, especially for, a guy that they like a lot, first of all, and it's a guy at a position of need. They have one cornerback committed still in this class. If you're going to get a guy to flip, you need it to be a guy like O'Marion Cooper that is a cornerback you desperately need because they're going to go after a ton of guys in 22, and uh, you can never have too many uh, good cornerbacks, especially in a defense like Don Brown. So uh, speaking of 22s, we're going to talk about a few of those guys, but we'll take a a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some guys who are going to be on their way to Ann Arbor in the very near future. Stick around. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Future Brew. We're going to finish our podcast today by talking about some visitors uh, upcoming, uh, which is (laughs) nice to talk about considering that there aren't a lot of visitors uh, that come around these parts very often just because of everything going on. There aren't a lot of visitors, period, uh, around the country. But uh, there has been a movement by J.J. McCarthy 
uh, of all people. Who would have thought that the best recruiter in Michigan's recruiting class would put together a recruiting weekend? I, not me. And this is a shocking development, if I've ever heard one. But obviously, McCarthy has been uh, the loud voice for the 21 class uh, ever since he committed. And he's rounding up a lot of recruits, uh, commits, or uh, uncommitted players uh, to come to Michigan uh, to uh, watch the game against Wisconsin. Obviously, they won't be able to go in the stadium and watch that game. They'll have to go somewhere off campus and do so. Uh, but there are a lot of players that are already uh, pretty confirmed uh, to visit. So uh, for the 21 class uh, of what I've been able to compile, uh, you've got J.J. McCarthy. Uh, these are the commits here. J.J. McCarthy, Xavier Worthy, four-star wide receiver. Uh, Jaden Hood, who we spoke about in the last segment, the uh, inside linebacker, and Tristan Bounds, the offensive tackle, and Jaden McBurrows, who we'll talk about a little bit more later, the three-star cornerback, the lone cornerback in uh, the 21 class for Michigan. Uncommitted, though, a, a big-time uh, prospect here, top 100 player, four-star cornerback, Sire Wright. Uh, if Cooper is not the guy uh, to be that second cornerback in this class, perhaps Sire Wright would be that guy. He is visiting Ann Arbor for the first time uh, in November for that Wisconsin game. John, I want to start with you. Uh, when I first heard this news, I thought this was really big, and I still think that this is a really big news for Michigan considering they still need one more guy at corner in this 21 class. So uh, what better time to do it than now when you've got a ton of other players and a ton of other commits coming up for this game. Yeah, up until now, the whole thing with Wright was basically Michigan's done well recruiting him. He likes them, but you can't really see him committing to Michigan without visiting campus first. And now, you know, being able to check that off is going to be a big deal. Uh, Michigan kind of has a way with the Southern Cal defensive back recruitments where they just kind of hang around. No one really gives them a shot because it's so far away. And then in December, they end up committing uh, across the country. So maybe they can pull that off one more time. Uh, that would be, that'd be definitely a great uh, addition to the class. It's one of the biggest uh, holes left uh, in 2021 to fill. So capping it off with Cooper and Wright, let's get greedy here uh, and just get both of them. <laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be an awesome way to finish it. It sure would. I, uh, if I'm a, a, a Michigan uh, coach that is looking at this 21 class, looking at uh, we might have a couple of holes to fill here in the defensive backfield with those two guys, man, you're set. You are absolutely set for cornerback. Instantly it becomes a, a pretty good strength of the 21 class to get both Wright and Cooper um, to, to commit. Steven, what, what do you think uh, with Sire Wright? Um, not a lot has been written about him recently, uh, but he is a very big talent out West. And I th honestly think he would be a great addition for this uh, uh, defensive backfield for Michigan, especially considering that they expect a lot from their cornerbacks, as you probably saw on Saturday night, playing a lot of man-to-man. -man. You saw a lot of that with Green and with Gray. I think Wright would be a great addition for that. Yeah, I mean, he's the top 100, 100 overall guy. He's he's big, too, 6'1", 175. Um, I mean, the thing that stands out most in his film is his speed. He runs a 10.84, 100. 
I almost said 10.8440. And <laughs> well, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't uh, clock out, but like uh, my but grandmother, no. <laughs> but, wow, your grandma's pretty fast, man. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think the biggest thing for him, I was kind of writing him off just because I knew um, coming from the West coast, never having visited it's, or at least just not having that recent visit. Um, everything was just kind of looking against it. I know Michigan has a good, a theater program and he's looking into acting. Um, but again, getting him on campus um, is, is just huge. And the biggest thing for me is getting him around guys who have gone on those official visits. Um, and he'll be able to talk with those guys, any concerns, any questions he has about touring the facilities, things like that. He'll be around guys who uh, not only visited, but obviously saw it acceptable enough to uh, commit to the program. So that's huge. That's you can't put enough weight on that in COVID times. That's just a differentiator um, that I haven't seen many other programs uh, planning or, or getting ready to go. So that's going to be a huge weekend. Absolutely. And let's just move on right to these 2022 guys who are uh, looking to come to Ann Arbor that same weekend uh, when they play Wisconsin, uh, the two commits that are confirmed to be visiting uh, as of now are Alex Van Sumeren, the four-star defensive tackle from Essexville, Michigan, who has been uh, the longest tenured commit of this 22 class, and then Tyler Martin, the four-star linebacker uh, from good old Don Brown territory in the Northeast, uh, who's been committed for a little bit as well. A couple other visitors, all in the defensive backfield here, five-star Damani Jackson, who is finally going to be able to uh, visit Ann Arbor for the first time after Colin Michigan is dream school. It's only fitting that he's able to visit Ann Arbor during probably one of the colder times of the year in mid-November. And then uh, another defensive back who is used to the cold because he's from here is five-star cornerback Will Johnson, uh, another real big-time target uh, for Michigan in this uh, 22 class. And then one of the surprises for me personally, when I saw this name come up uh, a, a little stunned, was Isaac Thompson, the four-star uh, corner slash safety kind of hybrid player. Uh, a lot of uh, talk about him uh, being Texas-bound, but obviously he's not committed to Texas yet. So, John, I want to start with you. Uh, let's just talk about Isaac Thompson real quick because – uh, a lot of the insiders on uh, the Michigan Insider think that uh, Michigan is starting to rise up in this recruitment. And, I mean, he's a really good player. Uh, he's 6'1", 190 from St. Louis, number 146 overall. Uh, like I said, it seemed like Texas was the school of choice. Uh, a couple predictions there on the crystal ball for Texas. But it seems like Michigan is uh, throwing all their uh, uh, money on the table here. Uh, not actual money, but uh, betting-wise. But uh, it seems to be like they're all in on Isaac Thompson. He's a nice player. Uh, just a little stunned that uh, he's making this trip, but it's great news nonetheless. Yeah, it just kind of popped out of nowhere. You know, Michigan's in so many, in with so many defensive backs in 2020. He was kind of put on the – or 2022, sorry. Uh, was put in the back burner a little bit uh, when he – when those crystal balls started coming in for Texas. Um, it's kind of like – well, he, uh, Michigan's got plenty of other options. If he wants to go there, that's fine. Um, but now after this win, it kind of just seems like something clicked and it's uh, really going well with uh, Michigan's chances right now. So I think he kind of made those, threw those plans together with his, to come up with his dad. 
Um, I don't know if some of the recruits, you know, like JJ McCarthy or whoever else is helping host it, got in touch with them to plan it out. But uh, I think it's going to go a long way for Michigan's chances here. I think that it kind of could catapult them to the the top spot pretty easily with a with a good visit. Yeah, I think so too. I I honestly do think that this is one of those uh, recruitments that the way Michigan played, especially on defense, obviously. Uh, this past Saturday played a huge role in uh, Michigan's surge in this recruitment here because and it seemed like Texas has played this season too. Well, yeah, and that was going to be another thing that I brought up was the way that Texas has played, especially on defense. They just, they haven't had it. And I, I wouldn't be stunned if Michigan's defense plays well like this the rest of the year. And uh, that would bode well for some top defensive prospects. Um, so he uh, was interviewed by Alan Triu of 24-7, and uh, th- this is a quote from him after that win. He said, I-, I loved how their defensive backs played all game. They played fast and physical all game and were great in coverage. They looked like one of the best defenses out there to me, and I feel like their defensive backs play how I play. So, uh, it, it, like I said, Stephen, it, it sounds like this game really uh, catapulted Michigan up on the list and potentially put them, if not at the top, pretty close to the top. Yeah, I mean, when you have Texas, who gave up 63 uh, against Texas Tech. I mean, Oklahoma is Oklahoma, but they're not the Oklahoma that we're used to recently. But 53 points uh, in their last game back on October 10th. So uh, that plays a big role, man, If especially if you're a defensive back. that's That doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence. And the thing that stands out about – uh, about Isaac Thompson's film to me is he's extremely physical. I think there's lots of technique yeah. he, he could clean up, but man, he, he hits. Uh, he hits harder than than most corners out there in his frame at six one. That lends him, uh, you know, really really well to even move to safety if cornerback doesn't work out just because of how physical he is. Um, I want to see that as often as possible. But great athlete, thirty eight inch vertical. That's phenomenal, and uh, he, he plays all over the place on on his team. Uh, in high school uh, in St. Louis. So, um, you know, you got to think maybe Ronnie Bell connection there as well because he played a lot of wide receiver uh, mm-hmm. in high school, Thompson did. He even played some running back. So, um, yeah, intriguing prospect and um, kind of came out of nowhere. But like John said, Texas uh, kind of not doing their hottest. Uh, that, that has an impact. Texas is not back. Breaking news. Texas is not back. Um, so, yeah, I, I could definitely see this recruitment going up and up if Michigan's defense just keeps playing lights out. And obviously with all of these recruits visiting the same weekend uh, in uh, just a few weeks, it's uh, probably going to bode very well for Michigan's chances at the end of the day. Um, to wrap up real quick, uh, we've got uh, about five minutes left on our Zoom call here that uh, that we've got. So uh, we will uh, cruise through the end of this segment here. Uh, McBurrows, who we talked about earlier, Jane McBurrows in the 21 class, uh, it, it sounds like he's due for a rankings bump, and the guys on 24-7 even acknowledged that, uh, that he's probably due for a rankings bump. It'll probably come next month when the 21 rankings, uh, new rankings come out here. And uh, he had a really nice game a couple weeks ago, had a couple interceptions against one of the top freshman wide receivers in all of America. And he's been playing pretty well all season. 
And uh, I, I really do think that at the end of the day, uh, he could creep up close to four-star range. I don't know if he'll get to that fourth star on the composite uh, just because of how far he already kind of uh, is down uh, in uh, the composite currently. He is at 591. So to get to that fourth star, you're going to have to go up uh probably a good 200 or so spots. So it'll be tough, but I think he could get to a high three star at the end of the day. Uh, Steven, you're the one that wanted to talk about this. So I'll let you have the floor. Um, Just talk to me about what you think of McBurrows so far this season and just uh, in terms of his future outlook for Michigan. Yeah. Speaking of very physical corners, he, he brought it there was some film posted on 24 seven that uh, he was just lighting guys up mm-hmm. and, you know, he's 5'10", 165. So not the, the biggest corner, but um, he had two picks, one that should have been a pick six that got called back uh, for a penalty. Um, and then another pick, obviously he had like three pass breakups and, and a couple really nice hits. So that's going up against uh, Brandon Ennis, who, uh, who did really well in the first quarter and then McBurrows uh, heated up and, and held him to something like 15 yards over the, the rest of the game. So, um, you know, when you compete that well, even though it's a 2023 guy in Ennis, uh, that still shows really well for McBurrows. I just think he has a much higher ceiling than his rating is giving him a, uh, uh, giving him the proper ranking for, I guess you have Georgia, LSU, Bama, um, Penn state, Tennessee, you have a, a clear four-star offer list. I think he, he should be closer to, to, to like 400, 425. And even then it feels a little bit uh, too low for him. So I think he's, he's another steal for the cornerback room. Should bode well for Michigan moving forward. We'll definitely see how they wrap up the 21 cornerback recruiting class. But yeah, I, I think McBurrows is, uh, is a little underrated at this point. Uh, I, I think he could shoot up probably about, a hundred spots. I think that would be well-deserved. We'll see if he ends up uh, doing more than that, but boys, I want to thank you for joining me today. And I want to thank all of you guys for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at my friend? At Simmons underscore John. And Steven, where are you? At Steven Toski. Follow Maze and Brew on all your favorite social media platforms and be sure to rate, subscribe, give us five-star reviews on all of our podcasts here on maizeandbrew.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Hopefully we can come back next week uh, with another big win uh, against MSU and keep Paul Bunyan in town. But until then, I am Vaughn. He is John Simmons and he is Steven Ossetowski. We'll talk to you guys next week.